Trust the Grind, presented by Plan Dope Shit. Get your fucking shit together. I have to have that discipline to make sure that I'm handling my business and I'm always developing, I'm always getting better. You always have to take care of yourself no matter what. It's possible. Anything's possible. Like I take three deep breaths, I just keep repeating myself. Like I got this, I got this, I got this. That's Derek. That's Derek. Trust the grind. Mike Ecker is a designer and creative brain behind the Ecker Design Company. As a creative lead, he has effectively collaborated with a robust set of clients, meeting a wide variety of challenges in order to bring their marketing goals to life. For as long as he can remember. Mike has enjoyed making things with his hands. While working as an in-house graphic designer and art director in New York City, he rekindled his passion for design when he started introducing hand-drawn elements into his work. He spent his time outside of his nine to five job, practicing, reading, and studying the art. Reinventing his style of design allowed him to branch out on his own and start the Egger Design Company in 2016. Outside of design, he enjoys camping, hiking, craft beer, biking, surfing, baseball, skateboarding, dogs, trail running, and shreds the guitar. He's also a huge Baltimore Orioles and Ravens fan, just like myself. I mean, he is my brother, so it runs in the fam. This is a great episode, so let's get right into it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Trust to Grind podcast. My name is Steve, and I'm here with my co-host, Alec. Today's guest is someone I've known for a very long time. He's had a massive impact on my life, and that is my brother, Mike Ecker. Yo, yo. How are you, Mike? Doing good, man. Pleasure to finally meet you. I think we, we met like one time for like five minutes, maybe at like some like party or something. Yeah, I couldn't remember if you two have actually met. I don't know, but... uh. Well, now it's official. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You guys want to hop right into this? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Sweet, man. I don't know if you you realize it or not, if it's purposeful, but like, do you have a sort of theme like with your artwork? Like that's that's maybe like unique to you or and if you do, like what inspired it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like up in the air right now. I mean, I'm actually kind of in the process of rethinking all this brand strategy, but I mean, I think as you've been able to see in a lot of those different scenarios is that I've always been drawn to kind of drawing out scripts and having that kind of uh, style in my work. So, you know, I think that relates back to me playing baseball as a kid and just kind of loving the, you know, uh, most of the jerseys always have that kind of rising scripts. I think I've just been like subliminally drawn to that my entire life. So then when I started, you know, drawing, it just, that's the thing that just clicked the most. So I think that's kind of like where, people have known me to be it's kind of like drawing those kinds of things and uh you know style is such an interesting thing too it's just like you can never say what your style is like other people can describe it for you they're like oh i see your style but you're like oh i no idea for that but uh, right that's right. kind of my best mm-hmm. answer at that one <laughs> you know you weren't just an artist you know what i mean you didn't just you know come out as an artist like you actually drew inspiration from like you know your childhood and what you really enjoyed outside of art and now you've translated that so like you know, I think that's like actually something that's pretty impressive. And like, you know, people, when they hear this will be like, oh shit, you know, like, that's right. Like, you know, you don't have to just like look at like, you know, one lane, you know, there's different avenues that create, have, you know, some sort of creativity. So like, I, I guess going off of that, like what, where else do you find like creativity outside of art? Like that at least 
have you noticed that elsewhere at least? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the goal is to kind of bring yourself kind of into the work you're doing. And that's something, you know, I think I struggle with every single day and just trying to figure out more and more how to do that. I mean, another big thing of me was uh, what kind of like led me to art was uh, skateboarding. So, you know, in that crowd, I met a lot of artists and people in that mind. Like, you know, I never took an art class in high school, even like my first like art class was in college. It was community college. I just had no idea what I wanted to do. (laughs) Took a drawing course there and then just kind of it spiraled from there. But all from like skateboarding, like look at the bottom of the decks and the graphics and things of that nature. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, I think just kind of the expression and also just kind of like, I like how, you know, skateboarding and art, it's like both of these things are very solo things, but at the same time can be enjoyed in groups. So I, I don't know, it's just kind of like taking you know, taking a look at kind of your history and where you came from and trying to bring those things in. And that's like, I'm going through a whole you know, self-discovery process right now, just trying to figure out how I can best kind of put that in my art and my business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To build off that, I mean, I, as your brother, I think it's, I've loved watching you grown into the artist that you are, because as you mentioned earlier, you didn't take any art classes in high school. So when you started taking these community um, college classes, I was like really excited for you because I was like really stoked that you're going to do something that's very creative and also something that you weren't really like necessarily trained in, in high school or like growing up, you know, it was like a discovery of an interest. Then you just rode with it and it's really been cool to see you progress over the years. Well, first off, thank you for the kind words again. But uh, there's no easy way to do that. It's just, it sucks sometimes. Like you see your stuff and it's bad and you know it's bad and you can't figure out why it's bad and you can't figure out how to make better stuff. And it's very, very frustrating. But it's just kind of like, you know, showing up every single day. So a little bit more about my story is that I, you know, was a traditional graphic designer, kind of working for a technology company in New York, straight out of school, and just kind of like was doing a lot of like mobile app, mobile design stuff. And I realized I didn't really care too much for like mobile phones or technology and kind of wanted to get back to working with my hands and kind of, you know, channel that kind of, because I was thought I would do something with my hands, but then fell into the world of computers. So it was just like, okay, well, how do I do this? And it's just like, you just have to keep drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing. So I would wake up, you know, at 6am before the day job would start draw for like three hours and then go to work. So it's just, you know, doing that and just, you know, really establishing a habit of actually doing it. So in that process, I just found that it was for me and I just kept upping those hours and then built a daily habit out of it. And uh, yes, slowly turned like learned and taught myself i guess like it sounds like what finally did it for you and like what enabled you to finally pull the trigger and i and you know do your own thing was just like acknowledging that like you don't have like this is a job and not a career yeah i mean it was a combination of things too where it's like um the kind of work that i did want to pursue it's people aren't necessarily employed for it um like companies don't have um you know where you're getting the full set every single day being like, Oh, Hey, like illustrate this project. Like you're here to do this. Like, you know, it's like a nice to have. And like one of those projects might come out, you know, once every three or four months or something, Mm -hmm. but like really Mm -hmm. for me to kind of be able to do this kind of work, you almost have to be out on your own and kind of be that hired gun for agencies or, you know, developers, architects, that kind of thing. So it's, it's almost like, you know, a mix of me wanting to be my own boss and running my own business, but also like 
the need for it me or like the best way for me to thrive in this field was to kind of go out on my own too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I know when you moved back to Maryland, when Rachel moved back to go back to grad school, you were working for that New York company. Um, in the meantime, what made you jump? Was there like a defining moment or a project that gave you the confidence to finally take the leap? At that time when I was, you know, seriously considering making the leap, I had about, you know, 20 hours of work lined up outside of what was the day job at the time. And yeah, it just kind of, I mean, it could have been like stupidity and just kind of, I don't think there's ever, I've talked to a lot of people who've also made the leap. I don't think there's ever a good time to do it. There's always going to be something. I mean, for example, I took the leap and I thought it'd be a great time to drive across the country. And it was. So I, for six weeks, didn't do any work. And then when I came back and was like, all right, guys, I'm back. I'm ready to work. Nobody wanted to work with me because I've been gone for six weeks and I had to start from over again. And that was very challenging. Luckily, I had, you know, savings and kind of prepared for these things. But there's, you know, it's just kind of like it's a lot of faith. You just got to put in yourself and then just even when there is no work, just continue to make work, uh, make introductions, hit up people in your field. And I mean, even do not so much of the glorious work. I mean, just do some of the lower paying things just to kind of get your name out there. And then, you know, once people realize the value of what you're doing, they just kind of come back to you and it comes full circle. So, um, so I guess like looking back and obviously hindsight, so always 2020, I mean, you know, was there anything that you would have done that you wish that, that, that you would have done differently? And maybe not because that's obviously allowed you to like where you've been or, you know, or where you are right now. But, you know, at least like for somebody else where it's like, you know, like there are other options. Like what are those other options that maybe, you know, you still wish you took advantage of it at your point in time? There? I mean, I, I, I don't regret anything. I mean, I think going through that struggle for starting out was also very grounding and kind of made you realize like, okay, this is real. Like this isn't just like, a game or this isn't just like fun like oh work from home work in your underwear and like do all these things like no this is like serious you have to take yourself seriously you have to show up and do everything so kind of having that you know that failure when you first start was I think huge for me too something I would recommend is line up a few retainer clients before you kind of take that leap and have some guaranteed work you know stuff that's going to be coming in every single month um that's one thing that's been just huge for my business is you know setting up a few of these relationships where you know, someone can come to me and they're like, Hey, like we have you for 20 hours this month and this is your rate. And that's just kind of like guaranteed work. And then projects on top of that is uh, nice to have, but you know, at least you kind of have your meet or your needs met in those kind of first introductory stages. So it sounds like that's um, like building a pipeline is something that's like pretty crucial. And at least like, like can set anybody up to take even more advantage of the position they'll be in there. I mean, does that sound like what you're kind of getting at? Or? Yeah, absolutely. And like, I mean, you can even talk to your current employer about it. I mean, because, you know, paying for employee benefits and full-time salary is a big expense for a business where you can almost, you know, leverage, you know, the projects that you enjoy doing for them and say no to the, you know, the stuff that you hate doing at your job. It's a, it's huge to have community, especially as a, you know, a, entrepreneur, business owner, however you want to label yourself. Um, yeah, we have like lots of, you know, I have a lot of peers where we have just like Slack groups and we message each other, show each other work, give each other feedback and things um, just to kind of help with that communication of, you know, not having coworkers. So 
just having that set up even before this was huge for, you know, social interaction as well. So what do you do? I mean, like, you know, right now, um, as an entrepreneur, you know, and you, you mentioned before you were working, I think it was at like a, what was it? A mobile, um, a technology company, technology yeah. company, did a lot of like mobile apps and things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. So, and you, it sounds like you were kind of like, you know, toward the end, like developing habits that has led to where you are now, like, you know, waking up early, drawing, taking time to practice. Um, so, you know, this question kind of falls in that realm, but like, as an entrepreneur, like, what do you do differently now as opposed to the jobs before this? Like, specifically, like, was it your mindset, you know? Are you now on a keto diet? Are you a <laughs> vegan? You know, like, like, basically, do you have a routine now that 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 you're that you're working for yourself and, and, and not others? Like, so, like, you know, what do you do differently then in that regard? I mean, I certainly work harder than I do um, than I did when I had a job. I can tell you that much because, you know, you're kind of wearing every single hat which has been an adjustment, but that's, I mean, it's for some people. It's not for some people. It's for me. I like, you know, I enjoy the business side of, you know, figuring out, you know, how to quote a project, how to onboard people, how to get my name out there. I kind of, you know, like that where, you know, there are certainly more talented artists than I am, but uh, you know, they don't like that, you know, business side, that salesy side per se. But I mean, in design, like, you're always selling, you're selling your ideas, whether, you know, you're thinking about it as sales or not, but you have to, you know, convince people why you made the decisions you did. And it's, it's just all part of, or like, uh, trying to think of the best way to say it, but like, once you figure that out, it's much easier to sell your work and market yourself as well. I just want to chime in on that, but I think Mike, you do an excellent job marketing yourself and also the way you present your material um, one project that comes to mind was the dope pizza that you did for Eric and just like how you mm -hmm. like made a pizza box and put the shirts on the inside, then just like presented it to them at the meeting. I, it's just like the, the little things I feel like that, that extra thought takes your work into a new level. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about a partnership and, you know, it's, it, you know, in those presentations, when you're presenting the design, it's like, you want to get them excited about it. You want to be able to be like, Hey, look, like this is what it's going to look like in the real world. And just having those examples and mock-ups and just putting in that effort to, you know, come up with those things, get the people excited. I mean, actually for that meeting, I actually had a, I like wrapped it up and I gave it to him and I was like, Hey you guys, here's just a little gift. And then they opened it. And then that's the first time they saw the brand. It was on a t-shirt, um, which was pretty cool. I mean, that was, for some good friends and everything too, but just like, you know, going above and beyond and showing someone that you care and like just making something that they're proud to wear. And then, you know, they show that shirt off to everyone now and they're just like, it's an organic way for them to spread their business. And also my name gets out there more too. Yeah. That's great. That's honestly like, it's gotta be nice to actually like have it, like to hold something and actually see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something about creating something and seeing it in the world. And as a designer or creative, it's just a very satisfying feeling. And also in that case, seeing someone else's vision also play out for them in front of them. So when they were holding that t-shirt, they got excited of like, oh, now this company is out in the world as well. So in that case, it's really cool because it brought both of you guys joy. Exactly. Um, so we got to ask what keeps you going and what drives you? Um, I don't know. Just, <laughs> I think it's just learning, honestly, and uh, trying to kind of one up yourself every single time, uh, which, you know, often doesn't happen. And it, that kind of hurts, too, even though, you know, the work is 
still very quality. It's not exactly what you want it to be, but just, you know, seeing the flaws and other things and just being like, okay, how can we do a little bit better next time and just kind of keep improving on that? You know, it's also just about, you know, subtle pivotings too. So, you know, first I start drawing out things and then I started painting murals and then, you know, it's just like ways to keep things fresh, but leveraging your skills and just kind of keep growing a little bit too has been huge. Absolutely. Alec, did you have any more questions before we hop into the rapid fire section? No, man, hit them up. Okay. I think I know some of these answers, but I'm also curious <laughs> to know. I, I'm going to learn some stuff about Mike today as well. So I know this one, but what's your drink of choice? Uh, I got to say like a nice like IPA. Knew it. Um, if, we're getting, if we're going specific here. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Dogfish 60 Minute was the first IPA I ever had. And yeah, uh, that's yep. been my favorite. I mean, I know it's like a big, massively produced beer, but that one's great. Um, also, my best man, H- Hetty Topper from uh, you know the Alchemist in Vermont is also delicious, but you can only buy it from there. So that's a pretty well known one too. Got it. Um, yeah, what's your go to karaoke song? Go to karaoke. <laughs> um, yeah, if I, if I have to say one, I'd say I believe in a thing called Love from the Darkness. Oh, great song. Um, it's something that you know you can kind of like whale to and it still sounds okay and like enough people know it where like they're also going to enjoy it and that would bring down the house for sure so <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like, you want to have a good time doing it um who's your favorite comedian um i guess adam sandler oh yeah. i mean a lot of i mean you've been able to see some of that in my work like i've made like tributes to um you know adam sandler like making we my wife and i we brewed beer and we did two different styles and to the IPAs are based off of Billy Madison and things of that. <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. What would be your last meal? Uh, whatever comes to mind is just like pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, I'd have to say from Alba's in New York, Astoria, oh. their buffalo <laughs> chicken is uh, kind of my jam. Knocks my socks so, off. Literally, like yeah. every time I. Oh my God. When we go to like, I would visit him in Astoria and that was like the first meal we would always have. It is something about it just sets it apart from any other Buffalo chicken slice I've had. Steve, any more rapid fire? Uh, yeah. So best concert you've been to. Man, you're stumping me on this one. You want to phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Phone a friend. I was like, where? have you been to like a particular artist, like more than others like to see live? Yeah. I mean, some of my, better concert experiences was actually with this band called graveyard they're from sweden and they do uh stoner metal rock and actually my dad has come up and uh we've seen them a lot so uh, it's uh it's a good time yeah good stories for about that trip i heard <laughs> dude <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah. i think i know this one favorite athlete favorite athlete um it, it just varies because you kind of go throughout the years let's say right now Favorite athlete right now, someone who's killing it. I mean, I got to say my boy Lamar. Of course, that's mine. So. I mean, he's he's a, he's a freak of nature, you know. And he's so just, much you know. fun to watch. Yeah, he's mine right now, just no question. Um, so final one, uh, what are words that you live by? Words that I live by, um, you know, I think it's okay to fail. Uh, failure is, you know, a huge part of learning. And like every time you make a failure, you're learning something, you're picking something else up. And another thing I've been uh, kind of big on is that uh, take advice with a grain of salt. Um, Steve, um, ask uh, ask your brother what his 
Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> you get an ideal sick day, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What are you doing on that day? Uh, does it have to be within the hours of nine to five? No, no, all day. You know, like, do you think Ferris Bueller's Day was like nine to five? There was so much going on in that day. There was no way he would yeah. be able to jam pack that in. But yeah, what's your ideal sick day? No time limit. Ideal sick day. Um, it would definitely involve, you know, maybe, you know, getting up, having a nice breakfast, kind of digesting a little bit. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe start with some chicken and waffles. We can go there. Yes. Sounds good. Yes. Love that. Um, and then, you know, going in, maybe doing like a little bit of like skateboarding for a little bit. And then hitting, you know, I got to go Ferris Bueller too. Go hit a day baseball game. I'm a huge baseball <laughs> fan. I love going to day games. And then, uh, yeah, coming back and then somehow magically also getting a Alba's pizza would be awesome. Nice, man. That sounds like just like a majestic day, just an easy day that you'll just ride through and take the time to appreciate every moment. Yeah. So thanks, Mike, for making the time for us. Uh, Mike, really thanks so much, it. man. Yeah, yeah, it's thank been, you. Uh, I've, I've loved this conversation and the one of many that we have. But uh, for everyone else out there, where can we find you and in, uh, in your work? Yeah, well, thanks again for having me on. But uh, yeah, you can find me at EckerDesignCo.com. That's my website. And then also I'm pretty active on Instagram at EckerDesignCo. That has all my work. And uh, yeah, you can kind of see what's going on there. And who knows, by the time this airs, my new website might be live. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. I think... Um... I think like, you know, based on our conversation, like you got just like real phenomenal traits that I think are just going to get you to where, where you're going, <laughs> to be quite honest. I mean, well, thank you. Yeah. Awesome, Mike. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time. Keep in touch, everyone. you guys enjoyed that interview as much as i did definitely check out mike's work and reach out to him he loves connecting with new people this podcast was presented by plan dope shit for more information about plan dope shit check out www.plandopeshit.com for more information and resources we want to hook it up for you guys for listening today you can take 15 percent off everything with promo code trust the grind at checkout hope everyone has an awesome day and stay safe out there Check in next week for next week's episode.